How do you find your vision and purpose, especially if you're struggling to connect with it? That's this week on the Badass Agile Podcast. Greetings, team. Welcome to the Badass Agile Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show and, most importantly, for sending in your most important coaching questions. I love answering these. I have a great one this week about finding your purpose and setting goals. Before we dig into it, let's take a moment to remember why we're here to create an elite tribe of leaders who truly serve their clients and communities by doing what matters and what works, relentlessly chasing value and excellence like a badass. There are so many resources about what you need to do to be agile, but we're focused on who you need to become in order to lead teams. So let's hammer down those fundamentals to create a unique and powerful force in this industry. Now, if this helps you, tell your friends. Don't forget, you can also submit your coaching or leadership questions by reaching out at contact at badassagile.com. All right, this week's question comes from James. Let me read it to you. I've had a lot of people recently asking me, telling me, to set long-term goals, goals that are aligned to my dreams and passions, that will give me a higher purpose, which I've reflected on a lot recently. But I don't know how I can figure this out. All right, well, James, it's a great question. And if you've been a listener for any length of time, two things. First of all, the answers are within the Badass Agile way. As we know, the Badass Agile way encourages each of us and challenges us to get visionary, then to get focused, then to get gritty, then to get humble and flexible. But notice it all starts with getting visionary, which leads me to part two, which is that the most important thing you can do as a leader and as an Agile practitioner, is to set up your picture of how the world looks when you're done with it. Now, that can take many forms. As a product owner, it could be your vision for how your product or service changes the world. What value does it add? As a team or an individual performer on that team, you can set a vision for what kind of team or teammate do you want to be? What will you as a group achieve? What do you stand for? What will you do better than anybody else? What is the unique value that you add to the world? And in all cases, if you think about it, setting up a vision really is connecting with that value, that unique value that you intend to bring to the world. How will it be better because you lived in it? Well, I've done a number of episodes on maybe how to approach defining your vision. And I know it's not easy for a lot of people. They've never had a chance to really contemplate it or they haven't grown up in a culture that encouraged it. And let's face it, in the modern educational and work environment, the focus has been on getting illiterate and, you know, getting you good with numbers and making sure you're prepared for the workforce. They don't really spend a whole lot of time figuring out who you are and why you're so important. You know, I think sometimes there's a lot of pressure around the question, too, because we tend to think of creating your vision as somewhat of a mystic or spiritual question. And it really doesn't have to be. Here's the way I look at it. If you ever watch an ant or a bee doing what they do, they didn't have to get educated on it. They didn't have to spend a whole lot of time contemplating their purpose. They just sort of wake up and biologically they've been programmed to do what is necessary to do for their survival. So while it's inaccurate to say that each of us has something that we uniquely were born to do, there is something in our DNA that we were probably meant to do. And where does that meaning come from? Well, you know, 
It really could be partly your biological makeup. It could be your early experiences. And it really, it boils down to your preferences and your skills and gifts to a certain degree. So maybe the easiest way to think about your vision is to work backwards from questions like this. What are some of the things that make you really happy? Can you remember a time or especially an activity in your life where you completely joyous? You were totally immersed in the activity. The world around you seemed to go away and you lost all sense of time. Is there something, if you were to really analyze carefully, that you seem to gravitate towards? And by that I mean, you'll do this thing, no matter how inconvenient it seems, no matter how many other pressing priorities you think you have standing in the way, no matter how many other people warn you or tell you that you probably shouldn't do it or don't need to do it, you have to do it anyway. If you think carefully about those things, another great question I always use is, what would you do if you didn't have to worry about money? And even if your answer is, well, I just go to the casino and gamble all day, you know what? There's something in that. So ask all of those questions of yourself and you'll find some activity or some class of activity will emerge. It's usually the case for human beings that they really enjoy, for example, adventure. That means new and exciting and foreign environments. That could be travel. That could be seeking new challenges or new levels of ability. For other people, it may be being a helper or a healer. Those are people who really enjoy being on the scene sometimes when the worst of the stuff hits the fan. When nobody else can solve the problem, they kind of like jumping in, being the hero. Other people really enjoy being teachers, those who transmit specific knowledge to people who don't yet have it. Some people really like being creators. Those are the people who invent things, often artistic things, but not limited to. They could be inventions or innovations or improvements on innovations. In that same vein, some people are solvers. They take the existing problems of society or nature or interpersonal relationships and are always trying to concoct new ways to get around them or eliminate them. Technical people often fall into that category. Part creative, but also these are people who are looking for solutions to making things faster or better or different. Some people are communicators or marketers or cheerleaders, people who take work that other people are doing and help promote or lift it up so that it's accessible to more of the world or a larger audience. Some people are healers. Those are the people who want to take individuals in their worst moments, whether they be human or otherwise, and bring relief, solace, or comfort. Some people are protectors. Now, as you hear some of these statements, you may find elements of yourself in each of them or in many of them. So I highly encourage you to inspect, James, the different ways that you gravitate towards activities, the things that you do, even if you are not being paid, the things that you do, even when you weren't asked to do them. But these things bring you real edification, gratification, comfort, a sense of accomplishment. Somewhere deep down, you probably know. And one way to gut check that is to ask yourself the question, from the time I was a little kid up until the current day, I have always known that I'm a bit of a blank. Because James, one thing I know for sure is that an ant is always an ant. It never becomes a bird. And so it is with people. So if you're a healer by nature, if you're a teacher by nature, it's both a combination, as I mentioned before, of your DNA, but also your evolving experiences. So whatever it is you're meant to be, You've probably been doing it and experiencing it for at least a little while now. So looking back to your past, looking for common threads, can be a really powerful way 
to uncover your true essence. Now, look, there are tons of books and probably videos and, you know, online courses or academies that you can use to help you find your purpose. It's, it's not an uncommon question at all. Good for you for even bothering to ask because most people don't have the courage to figure out who they are, what they stand for, and what the difference that they intend to make in the world is. But as I've said in so many previous episodes, not knowing your vision and your purpose, your reason for being in this world, is a huge blocker to improving as a leader, to improving your influence, to becoming more powerful. Because you know what? Without that vision, there's no glue that connects all of your life's work together. There's no single unifying thread that motivates you when times get really, really tough. There's no moral compass to help gauge your decisions. And I'll go one further and say, unless you know your service, meaning, what is it that your purpose does to add value to the world? Who do you serve? How do you serve them and why? It is really hard to recruit people to help you in your cause. If you think your vision or your purpose is to become CEO by the time you're 40, it's really tough to find people who want to jump behind that cause and leap into the fire with you. On the other hand, if you believe in making the world a better place for children, for people with disabilities, for people who are struggling to find work, for people who are struggling to understand technical skills, when your purpose serves others who need you, then guess what? It's pretty easy to find supporters and people who want to be with you on your journey to servicing that cause. Now, let's go back to your statement about goals for a second. Once again, goals can be simply defined as setting a flag point at somewhere or some place or some time in the future and saying, I want to go there. But where is there? Once again, let's go back to the stuff that you've learned from the badass principles. You need both a vision and a sense of service. Because without those two things, your goals are just a whole bunch of targets and ambitions that you set up and sometimes knock down. They're not unified by any single principle or any cohesive destination. You're just doing stuff. And remember, number two, if that goal has no sense of service, then you're not going to have a lot of support in the achievement of those goals when things get really tough. So here's what I would do. Spend some time reflecting and contemplating on what your purpose might be. Then figure out who that serves, how it serves them, and why. And to do that, just brainstorm along the lines that I previously discussed. Write down everything that comes into your head and start eliminating the things that are less important and the things that are more important, more consistent, more durable over time will suddenly become apparent to you. And if you can't settle on the one thing, don't worry about it. Have three things for a little while, live with them for a bit, and over time it'll become apparent which ones among those you absolutely could never live without. So I love being a healer, I love being creative, and I love being a solver. But at the end of the day, the big one is healer. What you'll find as you brainstorm is that I think for all of us, there's a little bit of truth in each of those. But if you focus on the one that is most important, it unlocks the other ones for you. So if you decide that you're a healer, all of a sudden you have the freedom to become more creative in service of healing and helping others. Likewise, you become an efficient communicator towards that cause. You'll find that all of those things tend to roll up to your one big one. And once you've settled on one to three brainstormed ideas for your purpose and your service, now start setting small goals that are aligned to the achievement 
of that purpose. So you've decided you want to be a healer, and the people that you want to heal are new immigrants to the country who are having a hard time finding a sense of community and finding meaningful work. Great. What are three things that you can do today that move you closer towards that goal? One might be, well, I'll create an Instagram account with inspirational messages and pictures that help inspire and give hope to people who are suffering with those kinds of conditions and those kinds of fears. Number two, I'll take out an ad in my, my local newspaper advertising an event that I intend to run at the local town hall. Number three, I'll speak to the people at the town hall about booking a resource room where I could give a presentation to 10 to 25 people. And if that doesn't work, I'll try the local library. Those are just three shots in the dark that I made up in five seconds. I have no idea if any of those will work. But as far as goals go, those are wicked, agile goals that get you doing something. And one of two things will happen. Either they will work and those actions move you closer toward your goals and fulfilling your purpose, or they won't. They'll fail. And as I always say here on Badass Agile, either you win or you learn. So James, good luck in your journey. It's an important quest that you're undertaking and I applaud you for it. If you have any more questions, don't hesitate to reach out. And friends, thank you for listening. I hope this question and answer has helped you too. You can reach out at badassagile.com or find me on Twitter at badass underscore agile. I'll see you next time. And until then, stay badass.